We are on the cusp of a major social change. Do you feel it? Even if you don't, make no mistake, change is coming, and it is going to be unforgettable. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Hart, and here on Prime Spark, where we work with and on behalf of women over 55, I want to help you find that spark that will ignite your way forward, reflect your gifts to the world, and illuminate your path through this next stage of life. Through these podcast conversations, I hope to inspire you to see how you can make a significant contribution to some of the gnarly problems that are facing us right now. Join me, and together, let's discover our Prime Spark. Hi, and welcome to Prime Spark. I'm Sarah Hart, and I'm so happy you're here with us today. Prime Spark is designed for women over 55 or close, with a goal to help us all live our happiest, most fulfilling, and productive lives now and in the future. The mission of Prime Spark is to change the way our society sees and treats older women. That's a big mission, which only means we all need to be involved and we need to get going now. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Darla Hastings, a woman whose work I greatly admire. Darla Hastings is Executive Director of the Transition Network, a national nonprofit organization whose mission is to empower women to thrive across life's transitions. Before taking on this role two years ago, she spent her career heading up marketing and corporate communications for large global companies, such as Fidelity Investments, State Street Corporation, and Thomson Reuters. Mid-career, Darla also founded and led a management consulting firm with a client roster that included Viacom, Compact Computer, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Ben & Jerry's. Her firm's services included branding, messaging, strategy, production of global meetings, and customer communication training. Darla lives in Brooklyn, New York. She has two grown sons, one in Tel Aviv and another in Brooklyn, and two grandchildren. Welcome, Darla. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here, too. Thank you, sir. Oh, yes, you're welcome. So in getting started, let me just ask you, do you experience getting older? And if you do, what is that experience? And if you don't, why is it that you think that you don't? Well, of course I do. I'm 68 years old. I can tell you most of it's in my body though. You know, when I wake up every morning lying in bed, um, I'm 20 years old. And then I pull my feet over to the ground, stand up and think, oh, I have this pain in my back. Or, and I realize I'm 68 years old, but my um, it, it, sort of my spirit, I, I'm always shocked at how old I am. And I, I feel somebody asked me the other day and I said, I, I feel 45. And I think 45 because I'm mature, but I also I, I learn something new almost every day. I'm doing things that I've never done before almost every day. And that that keeps me younger. I mean, I, I, it makes me feel really alive. And to me, that's what being young feels like. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Darla. I mean, you probably run into this too, but I am, um, women I talk to generally react that way. That yes, I feel a little in my body, but inside who I am, I feel, I don't, I don't feel older. I feel me. I feel freer. I feel you know, all sorts of things they feel, but um, it, it is really interesting to me why our society just won't see us that way. It's, yeah. it's really, really interesting. Well, you just said something about the freer and I, I, there is something else. I didn't think of it, but I'm not striving anymore. You know, when I was younger, I always had this to-do list and this this kind of wish list, this whatever it was, things I thought I was supposed to be doing. And I don't have that anymore. Obviously, there are things I have to do, but I don't, you know, I'm no longer trying to learn French again and um, play that specific song on the piano. And I've given up some of those things. As what, a, what a relief, huh? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> So, Darla, tell us about the Transition Network. It sounds fascinating. I, I, um, it is fascinating, and I got into this kind of accidentally. I'm, I'm not a nonprofit executive director type. You know, as you said, I, I was chief marketing officer for a big for-profit companies, but I was, um, I heard about the Transition Network from my therapist because I moved to northern New Jersey, I didn't know a soul. And I didn't know how to meet people. And she said, you know, this is an organization that a lot of her patients um, are members of. And it was exactly what I needed, because the idea of the transition network, we have a lot of different programs and workshops and events. But all of them are really just pathways into connection with other women. That's what we all need. We need to be connected and not just in a superficial way. Superficial is better than nothing, but we really connect with other women. I have made two of two friends. I would say they feel like lifetime friends, but I've only known them two years since I've been in this job. They're soulmate friends. And that's what women say they get when they come to TTN. It's a, it's about you know, how to connect in a way that is really meaningful and deep. Uh, is it geared toward uh, women of any age or more for women of a certain age or? We say over 50. That's when we were founded 23 years ago. They set that age and we still have it. We say it. But that was the retirement age <laughs> in, in the year 2000. A lot of people retired that early. And of course, now women are working until their 70s. So our members are all over the place, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. It's a long, a long spread. And we like that because of the diversity just of ex life experience is really wonderful. It helps you know women share with each other a lot of different things. So generally speaking, um, transition, a transition Usually, it's not for women in their 20s and 30s who are making various kinds of transitions. No, we don't let women in their 20s and 30s in. <laughs> One of the things that's wonderful about this organization is it's women with life experience. You know, that's the thing we really value. And so we, I think we have a few members who are 49, but we say 50. <laughs> and it's, 
it, there's something so comforting and and really liberating that's your word and also i feel like you know sort of inspiring about connecting with women who've been through the same things you've been through who are you know have seen the same things know the same things it's very you know we have a different backgrounds and different life experiences but we all are women of a certain age and that is just it's a beautiful place to be because you know there are no men and we can just be ourselves we don't have to pose you know or be anything other people expect us to be we can just be ourselves i i absolutely agree with you um and I think one of the things that is important as we get older is to have younger friends. I think there's really something to be said for intergenerational kinds of of get-togethers and so forth. I um, I'm in a class, and and it's by this uh, woman who's teaching solo aging, and it's really really good. It's good for anybody. You just don't have to be a solo ager. It's good for anybody. One of the things we talked about was. All the different people we have, like for the power of attorney and um, healthcare, you know, that kind of thing. And I realized when I looked at my list that most of the people on my list are either my age or older. Now, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I I, I agree with you to have the comfort of being with women my age and, and um, who have gone through the you know, same kinds of things. And I think there's also that we also need to be working toward having younger friends and doing things with younger friends. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree at all. And and really, you know, that's one of the things we think about is okay, we have women in their early 50s and we have women in their 90s. And that's, you know, they're different generations. And so how do we make sure that they each find what they need? And one of the ideas we have and we're going to do this is having them mentor each other. Because it's, you know, the older generation of women can just say, honey, I've been through that several times. And let me just tell you how it went for me. It's, you know, here's some advice. And the younger women have a fresh perspective, you know, that's just beautiful and important. Are you familiar with Sky Bergman's video, Lives Well Lived? She interviewed lots of much older women or people, not just women and has this film of uh, interviewing these people who led incredible lives, you know, and it's just really fun. But she also has uh, um, with younger people that she um, pairs with the older people and, and gives them some starter questions for each other so that they don't look at each other and say, well, what do you think of the weather, you know? Um, <laughs> so it's, it's really fun work. I'm sure some women in TTN know about that because we, we do a lot of work around um, aging. You know, we've got some members who, you know, our members are pretty very well-educated, smart women and lots of them have written books and they, as you know, do podcasts and other things. So um, yeah, I, I'm going to look it up though, because it's- Yeah, look it up. You would, you would enjoy it. It's really yeah. well done. How, so your therapist told you about the transition network. Um, and then how did you get in the current job you're in? You're just, you just happened to be around when they were looking for somebody and you thought that will be fun or how did it happen? Um, 
somebody um, they were we were thinking of changing our name because the word transition now is you know lots of people associate that with gender transition and so they were getting some groups together and heard that I had a lot of experience in branding and naming of organizations. And so I got pulled in and I just got to know the board president and the board at that point and started just doing some pro bono work with them. And one of the things is we were looking for an executive director and it was during COVID and we couldn't find anybody. And I said, I would do it for a month finally after we did that. <laughs> didn't have anybody for five months <laughs> and it was things were falling apart because <laughs> that's a real job and so yeah here I am two years later I I um I won't say I drank the Kool-Aid because that wasn't what it was I I just fell in love and saw the opportunity for this organization to be even better than it is I mean it, there's so much I want to do with this place so I'm, I'm here and I'm having a great time Oh, that's really, that is, I love it. I don't know how many things most of us will have experience with saying, well, I'll do it just for a month or two. And then, you know, until we find somebody and two or three years later, say, um, have we found anybody yet? <laughs> I know, I know. And I keep saying that to myself, but I liked being retired. I was only retired a short time. Yeah, it's kind of the way it works with nonprofits too. You know, if you have any talents at all, <laughs> get roped in. <laughs> Usually for the better. I mean, I, I'm very lucky. I never would have taken this job. I, I resisted it for five months, but I'm glad I'm here. So what, what are your dreams for the organization? What is your vision when you say you can see lots of good things that it could be doing or becoming? When we were founded, our founders had a real vision for, for this place. It was about anti-aging i mean they wanted to i don't mean like creams and you know exercise <laughs> they were saying we need to stand up for older women we need to show the world that older women are super capable and etc and so that was a big part of their mission at that point anti-ageism and we've lost that in some ways we still have certain principles. One, you know, one is that connection is what we all need. We have to connect deeply with other people. And that our, in our opinion, there's nobody to connect with that's better than a woman. <laughs> so it's not that we're against men, we're half of us are married, but but I want to start having more opinions that support women, um, be more vocal you know, have, you know, do what they did at the beginning, be on panels, have, uh, we're writing another book. We had a book um, that came out in 2004 that a lot of women have read. And it's, it really tells the story of, you know, who we are. But I, I want to make sure that everybody who comes here finds what they need in terms of connections. And we, one of the things that's really powerful here is we call them transition peer groups. And they're, they're small groups of women, 10, 12 at the most, who get together once a month. And the whole purpose of these groups are to get to know each other better and better and better over time and to stick together as they go through one transition after another. Transition, you know, it's, it's not just career transition, which is we were founded around, you know, helping women figure out what to do when they left their work. 
but it, life is one long series of transitions. There's one after the other. And so these transition peer groups, it's, it's not like you become deeply connected with each other and, and intimate, but it's not like kind of average friendships. Women in these groups talk with each other um, about things that they probably wouldn't talk with their families and, and regular friends about. They're very precious. And so we want to make sure that every member, it's a major goal of mine, every member who wants to be in a group can get in one right away. We have waiting lists, queues now to get into a, a transition peer group. Um, just a lot of things. We're, we're just, I want to grow. I want to be able to offer what we have, this magic, um, to more and more women. And that takes marketing and, you know, other things. The so things you're an expert in. Luckily, yeah, <laughs> that I can do. I've been working on sort of the infrastructure part of us for the last two years. You know, new technology, just a whole bunch of things that we needed to modernize. And now I, I can really start going out and, and finding more women, telling people our story. How many about um, women are involved in the Transition Network? Um, well, we have 3,000 members and then about 10,000 women who are connected with us in various ways, attend our programs. We have a Monday morning meditation every Monday, uh, every morning at 9.30 Eastern, awfully early in California. Um, and we've got probably 350 women, about half of them are non-members. Wow. Yeah, and it's free, you know, just it's a nice way to start the week. And we have a brown bag lunch that's hosted by our DC chapter on Fridays, where a lot of non-members drop in. But you know, if you're if you're a member, you get uh, more, <laughs> a lot more connectivity. You can be in a transition peer group and a and a um, special interest group, for example, if you're a member, and you can't if you're just visiting. But we're happy to have visitors. Really happy. They add richness. What happened to the, um, they're thinking, or you're, all you're thinking about changing the name? In the end, we said, it, we don't want to give it up. We went through a lot of names. And the word transition is the right word. At least that's what we think now. And we're thinking maybe, you know, we've been around 23 years. None of the other words we came up with or names really described us. So we're thinking maybe it's, a, you know, when people get used to having gender transition, maybe it, when that becomes more of a normal thing, more people do it, it won't be such a hot word and we can just have our name. We're not gonna change it. At least it's really now. interesting, Dara, when you say uh, transition, I don't think of gender transition. I think it's just, you know, depends on what's in the headlines. <laughs> and, you know, some, some of our chapters, um, actually in San Francisco, <laughs> It became very big, and in New York, we heard a lot. But it's it's a great word, and we're transition is what we're doing. We're transitioning always. <laughs> Nothing stays the same. Nothing stays the same. Well, my hunch is that that it's exactly what you said. That with the passage of time, that word for some people will lose its loadedness, or whatever the word is there. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I've been the one standing in the way mostly of not changing. And it's only because I then went out to our members and said, what word do you think of? They said, community and transitions. <laughs> and those are the two, they wanted to community to inspire and support them through their transitions. So I think we should stick with that. 
So for yourself, do you have any dreams that you haven't realized yet? I feel really lucky because, you know, I had this big career. I traveled all over the world. I had enough funds so I could travel for fun also. You know, so like lots of people have travel. My my dream, some of what I'm doing now um, is my dream. It's to be able to really help other people directly to be able to, I'm a communications person. So I'm writing, I'm doing things that I'm fixing things, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm improving all the time things. And so that really makes me happy. There, the things, like I said, you know, learning French, writing books. I mean, I used to write books, but I ghost wrote them when I was a younger person for for cash to support my family. <laughs> so my name wasn't on them. Um, I don't care about that stuff anymore. I mean, I could have written 25. I could have written lots of books. <laughs> um, I'm really happy with my life. I'm not I'm not actually I think the only thing I'm missing is time. I wish for more time, time to do less, you know, to just enjoy my grandkids who live 6000 miles away in Israel. Um, time to just hang out with friends and not do anything, you know, not rush. That's what I wish for. But that's that's kind of easy. I'm planning to do that. I, every January 1st, I say that's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> you know, I I stopped making New Year's resolutions at some point because what I realized was on New Year's Eve, I would make these resolutions and then I would wake up the next morning and think, oh, I don't know about that. And so... <laughs> It's sort of like uh, for, for those who go to the gym, seeing it fill up in January and by halfway through February, we're back to the normal number of people. I don't make any formal ones either, actually. It's just it's just for me, I try to remind myself that I need to I need to I need to do less. <laughs> I I fill my time with a lot of different things and and I would like time, I would like to read more. You know, I'd like to walk more. I just got a puppy. That's going to be a requirement. Oh, you will have to walk more. You know, I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about that, Darla, because I think for those of us, well, maybe for every, for everybody, but I, I can't speak from everybody's experience. But for those of us who have been busy jobs and careers most of our lives, and then now we're not, I think it's hard to let go of doing a lot of things. I mean, I I feel exactly like you do. I want more time to read. I want more time to walk. I want more time to ride my bike. I want more time, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then if I watch what I do, if I look at my calendar and there's a space, that means I could do, oh, good, I can do that. But it's not read or walk. Yes. You know? <laughs> I have a kind of a boundary problem. I don't, if someone needs help, I jump and help them. And that's kind of a good thing. And it has given me, you know, people like that about me, um, but it takes away some of my life that I should be keeping. I love that. I love that saying, and I don't know who to attribute it to. I, this is not original. That a complete sentence is no. Um, you know who that was? That was, um, oh my God, uh, Jane Fonda. Oh, was it? Oh, she, said she was 60 years old before she figured out that no was a complete sentence. Yes. Oh, I love, I love it. I Sounds love it. just like her. <laughs> and it's perfect because that's right. It's, I just always, and I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I have to cure myself of that someday too. 
you know, I'm starting to definitely things don't have to be completely finished. You know, they can just be good. A woman I've done some work with says, um, done is better than perfect. And I think getting started is better than perfect. And I love the idea of, I don't know who said this either. This is not mine originally. Don't wait for all the lights to be green before you start the car. I love it. Isn't that yeah. good? Well, then you're not ever taking a risk. You're you're never pushing a boundary. Yeah. I My um, I don't. I'm not making any resolutions, but I'm. I have taken a word for 2024, and it is courage. I really want Prime Spark to be bigger than it is, and I need to have the courage to step out more than I am for that to happen. And um, I'm a, a little bit like what you said. It's not. It's not so much for my glory. It's that I want more women to hear the message that as we get older, we get more relevant. We don't get less relevant. Uh, to ignore what society says about us until it finally realizes it's not who we are anymore. So that's 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 what I want. Well, you know, society, I mean, it, we still in 2023, almost 2024, we still objectify women. And, you know, the whole thing about aging is just we're not as young and sexy and, you know, whatever as we were when we were young. That's pathetic it is pathetic wiser we're so much more capable but it's it's the objectification that is the problem and it yeah. does and it does every once in a while uh, strike me of we're still doing this in 2023 going into 2024 we absolutely are you know there's a lot of people defending women's rights and things like that but really underneath it all we're still <laughs> We're still a long way from where we need to be. Yeah, we are. So, Connie, of all the things you have done, you've done so many things. What are the three things you're proudest of? I don't think that way, you know, like I'm so proud of myself. But I have to say I'm very proud of um, having raised two sons who respect and love women. I did a lot of that as a single mom. And all of their partners have thanked me for raising sons who are so open to women and so um, just good partners to them. The, um, let's see what else. I grew up in a tiny town in Texas. My dad was the town dentist. And I remember being six years old and saying to my mom, mommy, when I'm a lady, I wanna live in New York City. And I remember, <laughs> I must have been very tiny because I can imagine how tall she was because I can see her in my mind. I must have been very five or six. And she said, Darla, how do you even know there is a New York City? The other day I was just walking along and I thought, I'm in New York City. <laughs> I got to New York City by way of so many other places, but here I am. And you know, the other part is, um, I had a big career, which was against all odds, because I was this blonde-headed girl, you know, just, you know, plopped down in Boston in the middle of a bunch of financial services men. And the fact that I got all the way to, you know, C-suite, I, I worked for the CEOs for most of my career. Um, that's, that's strange to me that I did that. 
<laughs> you know, like, I don't, I'm not sure how I did it. I worked my ass off, that's for sure. But um, I, it was a fantastic experience. Um, and I did it. I don't really like financial services. I don't have any, like, money isn't actually the thing that motivates me at all. But, and I did it, I did it despite that. <laughs> Mostly because I saw it as the best way I it came to me, and then I thought, well, this is a good way to support my family, so I did it. Well, and look at everything you gained from all that for what you want to do and are doing now. Yes, I mean those skills are so important for what you're doing now. It's interesting because yeah, when when I was um, being asked to take over this job, I thought, well, I I know how to do organizational design. I know how to, all the different pieces of it, programs and uh, budgeting. <laughs> I know how to do that with my eyes closed in some ways because I've done it so much for 40 years. Um, but then there's this new part, which is an all women's organization. Hot dog. I mean, I, I work mostly with men. So this is like a whole new planet for me. It's, it's beautiful. And I've gotten to really, I always had good friends, but really get to know women, like understand women. We're so different from men. And so that's wonderful. And running a nonprofit is something I've never, I've been on boards for nonprofits, but I've never run one. So it, it's, it's a new thing for me, it's fun. It's great to be able to like know the basics of how to do stuff, but then be able to always be um, experimenting with things that I haven't done in this environment. Well, I was, yeah, I was just going to say in the things you're familiar with in a totally unfamiliar environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. That's why I say I'm, you know, I'm not dreaming of a different thing right now because I, I, I sit, I'm not going to be in this job forever, that's for sure, but I will retire at some point again soon. But um, right now I feel very satisfied. There are a bunch of things that are really working at TTN. And they're new, you know, so I want to see them do what they need to do, come to life. I think that one of the things that many of us are learning in our um, more advanced years is that retirement is a highly overrated activity. <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't know how many people I've heard say, I was retired for a couple of years and I enjoyed it. Um, but then I was, well, now what? You know, and so um, I think it's a fun thing that we can retire and then we can go back to work and do something fun and then we can retire and then we can do that again if we want to. Well, it depends on how you define retirement. You know, I mean, I, I would never define it as sitting in a chair and, you know, just as much as I want to resume all my novel reading um, or take classes at NYU or, you know, all the things I wish I could do right now. Um, I would never just do, I would never be passive or lazy, but um, I mean, this is in my retirement. This is my retirement right now. Right. I'm getting to do right. something where I don't need to make money, you know, and that's beautiful. <laughs> Lucky. Lucky. Right. So Donna, I can imagine people are going to want to get in touch with you and find out more about you, but, and certainly find out more about the Transition Network. How can they do that if they want to? send me an email. Um, my email address is darla.hastings at ttnwomen.org. 
darla.hastings at ttnwomen.org. Great. Well, that's our time today. Please join us again. You can find our Prime Spark podcast on every popular outlet. Find out more about Prime Spark at primesparkwomen.com. Thank you so much to my guest, Darla Hastings. And don't forget, you can find her at, say it one more time, Darla. Darla.hastings at ttnwomen.org. Thank you for being with us. Spread tolerance and love. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to stay updated, you can head over to my website, primesparkwomen.com, and get my free spark guide, Seven Questions to Ignite Your Spark, to help you discover your own spark. See you in the next episode.